You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kaylee LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today the topic of our podcast is why can't I let go? Life after narcissistic abuse. There can be so many mixed emotions around a breakup with a narcissistic partner or even a parent or sibling. When we don't have a strong bond, it isn't so difficult. For example, One can have an extremely narcissistic boss who is very abusive to them, but when they finally quit and find another job, the trauma from that old boss falls away pretty quickly and one can move on with their life. However, if it's someone that you have a deep emotional bond with, such as a family member or a partner, it's much more difficult to cut ties and move on. In fact, many people report that it's near impossible to move on. Why is that? The message that I would like to drive home today has a lot more to do with you. If you are someone struggling to let go, than it does with that narcissist. Obviously, the narcissist doesn't have the same emotional connection and bond that you do. They move on quickly. They discard old sources like a piece of trash. They have very shallow emotions and simply do not have the level of emotional attachment, bonding, and connection that you do. Sometimes this is very difficult to hear and integrate. How could they not feel the way I do? I was sure that the bond was mutual. I was sure that what we had was real. What was that deep connection I felt in the beginning? If you have or had a narcissistic romantic partner, the beginning was a result of what we call love bombing. It's when the narcissist gives you all of his or her attention and energy with the hope of hooking you into the relationship. The pursuit of you is a one-track focus. The narcissist pulls out all the stops and single-handedly focuses in on you. Now, if you come from a family where you didn't feel you received enough attention or love or affection, if you experienced childhood abuse or trauma, if you felt disconnected from family members, felt invisible, or didn't feel like you were important or mattered, The love bombing from a narcissist is pretty irresistible because in the beginning, they make you feel like you're the most important person in the world. They acknowledge all of your positive traits. They shower you with love, affection, and adoration. They make it seem like they need you and only you 
and nobody else could possibly compare. This appeases any fears or insecurities that you may have about their intention in the relationship. Since you are clearly the love of their life, you can't imagine they would abandon you or the relationship for someone else. And you certainly can't imagine that they would withdraw all attention and affection. So you let your guard down. You become vulnerable and you share your innermost thoughts, feelings, and even insecurities with them. You feel like it's safe to do so. They are so into you, you can't imagine they would do anything to hurt you. So it's a shock when the idealization phase of the relationship turns into devaluing almost overnight. Suddenly the things they loved and adored about you are the things that they hate about you. Suddenly the compliments turn into criticism. The adoration turns into disgust and the love turns into hatred. How could this happen? What could you have possibly done to cause this person to turn on you so quickly? At this point, it's already too late. You've given your all. You've built your hopes and your dreams around this person. You believed in them. You gave them your trust. You let your guard down. You showed them your soft places and you allowed yourself to be vulnerable. They already got inside of you in a deep way. You can't just turn it off. You possibly idealized them too, believing they were the best thing that ever happened to you. You may have believed that you met the love of your life. So it's normal to believe that person is just going through something. Or maybe you did do something or say something that upset them. And you just can't understand it. You may make excuses for them and forgive them their cruelty, believing the love of your life will return to you in due time. And maybe for a while, they do. Maybe it begins to feel kind of on again, off again, love, hate, good, bad. Suddenly you're in a dualistic relationship where you don't know from one day to the next if this person is going to love you or hate you. You try to be on your best behavior, believing if you just do everything right, you can control their behavior. But you can't because it isn't and never was about you. The narcissist projects onto you both his fantasies of ideal love and his dark side. And the dark side is pretty dark. It contains all of the suppressed and repressed emotions, anger, fear, insecurity, self-loathing, guilt, and shame. 
because the narcissist disowns all of these emotions, they're projected onto you. At first, you are idealized because one of the characteristics of a narcissist is a belief in ideal love. They believe that the right person will save them on some level. The right person will do everything just right and behave exactly as they need you to. The ideal person will never show disappointment or anger or have any emotional reaction at all for that matter. They believe that the ideal person should always shower them with perfect love and acceptance regardless of their own behavior. And if you fail to be that ideal person, you will be devalued. And here's the thing, nobody can be that ideal person because we are all human. And we have our own opinions, ideas, thoughts, beliefs, feelings, needs, desires, and boundaries. And the narcissist ends up hating you for being human and having these feelings, needs, desires, and boundaries. So this is the narcissistic relationship dynamic in a nutshell. So what do you do when you realize that you are with a narcissist or the person who discarded you was a narcissist, how do you integrate this information? You really don't need to know any more than what I've already told you about narcissism. Narcissist idealize, devalue, and discard. This is the cycle of abuse they engage in. You initially get put up on a pedestal, then you're ripped off the pedestal, and you're discarded. The cycle may continue for a while, where you are idealized and then devalued, and then idealized and then devalued, and you may be discarded over and over again as well, as the narcissist walks out on you only to return when things aren't going so well for them out there. You also might be stonewalled or just cut off and given the silent treatment. But if you understand the cycle of abuse with a narcissist, that it includes idealization, devaluation, and discarding, you can look back on your relationship and see that pattern playing out. You begin to understand this is exactly what has happened. You can also acknowledge that you needed to believe that the idealization part of the cycle was real. And the other stuff was just the narcissist having a bad day or a week or going through a hard time. What you have to realize is this is a cycle of abuse and the abuse is and never was your fault. You didn't cause it, you can't control it, and you can't cure it. The narcissist was a narcissist long before you entered the picture, and they likely left a trail of wounded people in the rear view mirror. The idealization phase is not real. It is the narcissist quest for ideal love by projecting his or her fantasies of ideal love onto his subjects. When his subjects fail 
living up to his or her fantasy, the narcissist becomes disillusioned and angry. This is where the devaluing comes in. And when he or she finds somebody else who he or she imagines could be the fulfillment of his or her fantasies, you will be discarded. So in the beginning, you may have believed he or she was loving you for you. You may have believed he or she really saw you as special, and you probably needed to be seen as special. In fact, most of us want to be seen as special by the person that we love. But in all honesty, the narcissist could never really see you at all. You were only the canvas in which he or she projected their idealized partner onto. And in his or her attempt to secure their fantasies of ideal love, they bombarded you with romantic gestures, massive attention, affection, adoration, gifts, and promises. The reason most of us have difficulty letting go is that we can't work out in our own mind that the love bombing stage was not real. We still need to believe we were special to that person. We still need to believe we were important and that we mattered. And we need to believe this so desperately that we end up lying to ourselves. We fall into denial that this person is a narcissist who is incapable of loving us. We hold on to this belief that he or she really did or does love us. And this causes us to hold on to hope that the narcissist in our life will come back with an apology and recognition of our worth and value to them. This also makes us vulnerable to be sucked back in when the narcissist is without supply or the current supply is being devalued. They may momentarily re-idealize you, but they quickly remember that you're not their ideal because you're human and you have your own ideas, opinions, beliefs, desires, wants, needs, and feelings. The only way to truly let go is to accept the truth and interrupt any of your own romantic fantasies that this person really cares about you. You have to accept that they're simply not capable. It isn't so important that you understand every single reason why they're incapable. It's only important that you understand that the love bombing was the idealization phase and it ends as quickly as it begins. It's important that you understand that the idealization phase was not real. It was a fantasy. And you bought into this fantasy believing that it was real. Did you both believe in this fantasy in the beginning? Most likely, yes. The narcissist believes his fantasy is real in the beginning. He believes that you are the one who will save him from himself and forever be that adoring, forgiving mate 
where he can do no wrong ever. So perhaps it's helpful to realize that the fantasy was a shared fantasy in the beginning, but the relationship was not real. It was built on an illusion and the illusion crumbled. There's no getting it back. You yourself could never really look at the narcissist the same way again because you've lost faith and trust. You've seen the monster and you can't unsee it. So you have to trust what you know deep within to be true. There's a monster inside who will annihilate you if you let them. It takes time to heal the trauma bond, yes. It's very traumatic when the love of your life turns evil overnight, accusing you of all kinds of imaginary things that have no basis in reality. It's traumatic, always feeling like you have to prove your innocence, your worth, and your value. It is traumatic to realize the narcissist never really knew you or saw you for the beautiful, caring, loving person that you are. You also may have been made to question and doubt yourself and believe there's something really wrong with you. You may have bought the shame that was projected onto you. You may have believed that you were devalued and discarded due to some flaw within you. And this is what they want you to believe. Because if you believe you are the one who is flawed, they can dance off into the sunset under the illusion of their own perfection, believing you were the problem. This allows them to project their fantasy partner on to someone else. But with all abusive partners, the abuse doesn't stop with the next partner. The cycle of abuse begins all over with the idealization, devaluation, and discard. You can bet on it. Maybe you think in the beginning when they are idealizing someone else that they finally found what they were looking for, but they haven't. Because with an abuser, the abuse always continues. The next partner may handle it differently. They may be more prone to staying in abusive relationships, but it still happens. Your job is to work on yourself, to work on healing your own core shame and any belief that you are flawed and not enough. This is the wound the narcissist uses to control you. If you have any negative belief in yourself, it will be used against you. You can bet on it. The narcissist shame gets projected onto you because you take it on. You believe on some level that you're the problem. There is something inherently flawed in you. So your work is to heal any idea within yourself that you are the problem. Your work is to heal your core shame and feelings of unworthiness. Your work is to accept reality as it is and not project a fantasy onto it. 
Your work is to know that you are worthy of love and kindness and not settle for anything less. As you focus back on yourself and healing your own deep wounds, you will begin to release the attachment to the narcissist and really move on with your life. It may take a little time, but realize this is the work that needed to be done anyway, even before you met the narcissist. So what better time to do it than now? I really hope that you enjoyed this and that this gave you some insight into why it's been difficult for you to let go if you're in a relationship or have been in a relationship with a narcissist. If you would like more information about me and my work or would like coaching, counseling, hypnotherapy, you can contact me through my website at NarcissismFree.com and I will put the link below in the description. So thank you so much for being with me today and I will see you in the next podcast. Have a great day.